0: Day of the Beast Keeper's Diary, Episode Three. Um, so, f- before I got them started in Boston and the thing in the well, I had uh, there was a problem that I wanted to solve. Uh, the problem was that with only three players, uh, it was very hard for them uh, going or it was going to be very hard for them to do some of the things that were coming up in the campaign. They were basically skills that they needed, um, which they just didn't have uh, certain language skills. Uh, in particular. I was working on trying to get a fourth player uh, in- interested, but until then I kind of needed a bit of a uh, I needed a way for them to kind of have some resources, some NPC resources which they could call upon. And so what I decided to do was to bring in a bit from another more, perhaps more recognizable campaign. I brought in the Hermetic Order of the Silver Twilight. And um, I had a copy of Shadows of yogg Actually, it's one of the original uh, versions, as well as some of the reprints. So I had, uh, I had copies to work from. Now, I didn't want to actually make it follow that scenario, although I certainly you know, would not be averse to letting them uh, discover that. I really wanted to bring it more just as an idea or as a place where they could, part one, they could get uh, some NPC help in translations or, um, or other things. And two, it was also a way to bring in uh, new PCs, uh, that they would just be lodgemates uh, and so forth. So I did a little research on the um, Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which was, of course, where the Silver Twilight um, came from. And I looked uh, particularly at the origins, and uh, I discovered that the original, or one of the original founders of the Golden Dawn, um, was actually forced to withdraw from it because he was the Imperial Coroner of England at the time, and it was not uh, because the Golden Dawn focused kind of on mysticism and magic. It was not thought proper that the Imperial Coroner should uh, be involved in such things, or at least that's what the impression I got. Um, but he emigrated, actually he retired first, and then emigrated to South Africa uh, later in his career, so I figured, well, by the time he got to South Africa, now he could kind of bring it back again. But I figured also that I didn't, I didn't really want to make this a magical mysticism kind of thing. I wanted to make it more kind of like uh, what you'd see in America, Rotarians or Elks Club or, you know, uh, the kind of sort of a fraternal organization and a service organization. Fraternal in the sense that these are all people to get together, they exchange funny handshakes, they might wear silly hats, um, but there's a sense that they kind of, you know, they, they are Lodge brothers and therefore they can be trusted more than just random Joe Random off the street. And service organization because that's, you know, a lot of those organizations do do that sort of thing. They do charity work. They... You know, know, help the poor and whatnot. And so I figured also that rather than bring all of them in, it was going to be more enjoyable to bring just one of them in. Uh, The Golden Dawn was not really very class conscious, but I figured, well, why not make the Silver Twilight a bit a bit class conscious as well? And so I had only the most um, uh, most the the highest class character. Uh, Invited, and that was Remy, the the parapsychologist. Um, Frankly, a private investigator and a building superintendent are way too lower class to really attract, um, uh, you know, to attract interest in this by this group. And actually, in a sense, really, Remy himself is a little too lower class. Uh, to attract their interest. But I figured, well, you know, I can bring in a few things, you know, just a well, membership drive and wanting to bring more in. And that immediately got the other two interested in joining as well. So I, I thought that was a very fun hook, where I, I gave only one character this in, and I made it seem kind of exclusive. And the, the other two immediately wanted to do whatever they could to join. So I, I was very very pleased by that. The problem I did have, though, was that um, the descriptions of the Silver Twilight are, of course, in the Silver Twilight bo- uh, uh, books that, that the scenarios, the campaign is in. And I didn't want to just bring that book straight in because it w- not that my characters are particularly uh, that um, they wouldn't particularly notice, but I don't use a keeper screen. And so I think they would realize eventually that, you know what, he's reading out of a different book, that means this isn't as important. And so uh, since my copy of Day of the Beast is Perfect Bound, uh, all I did was I photocopied the two pages that I needed out of. Um, actually, I, w- I did it out of the, sh- the old, the original Shadows uh, campaign. Uh, trimmed the pages down a little bit, and then just stuck them into the uh, into the book, so it would look like I was flipping through the Day of the Beast book when, in fact, really I was looking at. The photocopied pages. Now, if they'd taken a closer look, it, you know, they would have seen the font is different and <clears throat> the page isn't quite there. But, but real, you know, realistically, all they're looking at is is he looking in the book or not? So I was very happy with the way that worked out, and it also gave me a good way to. <clears throat> um, I, I hadn't realized this at the beginning, but once they sort of sort of started saying, "Well, are there anything we can do?" Um you know that kind of well oh that 's pretty cool. I can use that i can if I need to, I can kind of feed them that the imperial or noble philosopher uh or one of the 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 higher ups well you know they would really like it if you know or they would they would they would look with favor on anybody who did this um i didn 't need that for this hook but uh, or for this scenario, but it 's a good hook for later ones, and part of the problem with then was so that was the, kind of the nice lead into thing in the well. Um, it, it's said in Boston, I didn't really want to move that around, but I did have a bit of a problem because that scenario says you get there and then a week happens, or actually more specifically for a week, nothing happens, which I think is kind of a bad thing to do. Um, it's okay to give the characters, um, you know, maybe one day or two days before something happens, but realistically it's kind of like, well, the investigators are supposed to get the dream, they're supposed to go to Boston, and then nothing happens for a week, and I don't really like that very much. Um, so I and I, and I also have wanted to kind of de-emphasize Paul a little bit. Uh, I think that a lot of this campaign does revolve around Paul sends you this dream, and off you go. So I just put it in the newspaper, and and they just they jumped on it right away. I mean, you know. Realistically, most players will do that. You kind of dangle out. There's this thing in the newspaper, and they'll immediately want to go investigate it. So I didn't. I was glad that I didn't have to do any other tricks um, uh, to try to get them in, interested in that. Um, so they did. You know, they did a little bit of the research. Uh, they failed terribly at trying to get any information from the uh, grocery delivery boy, but that's okay. Um, they made it to the mansion. I was very, very pleased with how they handled uh, Sarah Cornwallis. I was kind of curious, you know, how are they going to, you know, what pretense are they going to use to search the house uh, and just be able to hang around here? And I thought they did a really, really excellent job. I was, I was very pleased that, you know, they, they really handled her well. And I had a lot of fun playing, you know, this daffy old lady who's, you know, losing her memory and, and you know, just focusing on the last word that she hears. That was very, uh, a lot of fun for me. So they were able to um, pretty much search the house, find the clues um that that they need to um the the spectacles uh I was not quite as happy with what they did um you know Remy puts it on, he sees that thing, he takes the glasses off great that's you know better than him you know getting mangled by the the thing that uh that he can see into i wasn't very happy with the way thing <laughs> let that's just put it on a random bum in the street and so um uh, I did give them eventually a sanity penalty for that, but this is kind of you know along the lines of let's inject the serum into this random person. Well, let's put these spectacles on this random person. So I'm I want to kind of discourage that a little bit. I mean, it's their game. If that gives, if that if that makes it fun for them, then I I don't want to just say well no you can't do that, uh, but I do want to make try to make sure that they don't you know get into this habit. Um, and we're in the middle of the Transylvania chapter now. They're all you know, so you'll hear more about that later uh the well I thought was very uh I thought that was a pretty good sequence um you know they start lowering Remy down they he starts pulling the stuff up and I have the, the Jeremy kind of oozing up through the the well and the the player they, actually the player got freaked out so I was very very happy I was able to uh, get him the player scared about what was going on and um uh getting injured and you know a sense of danger and that led then led them back to the silver twilight where then I could bring in the fourth character. So that that worked out pretty well too. Um I wasn't quite sure, you know, how <laughs> well it, the the way you're supposed to deal with Jeremy. The book kind of talks about these different things and I figured well, you know, I the, this he'll wait till you know he he won't need doesn 't need to feed till every other day and that sort of thing that's okay. I just decided well you know they 've got a good plan it should be pretty fun, so I pretty much let them uh do it uh not being none of us have any idea how much a stick of dynamite would you know, how much damage a stick would do. Um, so I figured, well, you know, four four sticks. Uh, they actually dug kind of close to the to the wall, so um, I was considering if they kind of didn't make a good roll, that um, kind of the wall collapses as well. Um, but they did find all the the clues. They're going. They're heading off to Transylvania. Um, one thing I do have planned for them uh, when they get back. Uh, Actually, there's two things I have planned when they get back. One is I plan to do, ha- I, as I think I mentioned earlier, I do plan to have Dr. Lewis uh, escape from prison, um, and I'm pretty sure I want to have, the, well, I, I know I want to have his brother taken back, and I haven't decided yet whether I want the local staff there to be killed or just the, the, spec- you know, just the specimen to vanish. Probably better just to have it vanish, because um, you know, then at least there's witnesses, and they might have a reason to go there again. It's kind of a nice distraction. And because of the way the player characters handled uh, Sarah Cornwallis, I think when they come back from either Transylvania or come back from Egypt, if they go straight to Egypt uh, in this, the chapter following that, I do plan to have Sarah Cornwallis die. And in her will, uh, she will give the three characters, just just the three, I'm holding, dangling it away from the fourth character, just the 3 of them she'll remember that she'll have remembered their names and she'll have uh, bequeathed the house, the house to them um so it's kind of a oh we've got this nice little headquarters now um on the other hand you know this there's also you know this terrible ooze in the well and um the the house has kind of got you know might have bad sympathetic vibrations so it'll be interesting to see if they decide to use that kind of as their new headquarters or if they um decide to keep sort of keep this over twilight kind of as their semi well, that's where they can do stuff sort of in public and then they'll come to the house when there's stuff they need to do in private. So um, that was pretty. That was a pretty enjoyable session. Uh, again, I don't think there were that many problems. Um, they've got the name of Hauptmann and so um, next they're off to Transylvania. So I think uh, when that finishes, uh, then I'll be recording another one of these diaries. So until then, see you later. Bye.